Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Saul. Are we recording? Yes. We are recording. Okay. Yeah, Better Call Saul, yeah. Uh, the first three, episode was the best one. We're three, three episodes in right now. Yeah. First episode was easily the best of the three, I think. It was the one that was like, whoa, this is awesome. I mean, not that the second and third ones weren't great. I, 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 I loved most of the second and a good deal of the third. But I think I loved all of the first one. I like I love pretty much every moment of the first one. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to think everything that happened in the first episode. I think you're right. The second episode I enjoyed a lot because Tuco got to reprise his role, right? Right. But but the the reveal of that in the first one uh-huh. was the best part of that. It really the was review, to me. the reveal was really good. When Tuco gets to break some legs, that was fun. And, he's so, yeah, he's that like was so kid. fun. And, he's like a little kid. Yeah, and and then at the end, when when he's dragging the the, the guys in, and there's like you're the worst lawyer ever. He's saying, like, I, I I got you from a death sentence to a probation to a six month probation. I'm the best lawyer ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, I mean, we. I'm curious to see where episode four goes. I mean, so saw so, or. What's his What's his name before his name was Jimmy Saul? McGill. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. That's it. You know, he finds the the money, right? He, he gets his client off and finds the money. Mm-hmm. Is that the money that gets him funded to be Saul? Or no, I no. This is this is not a story that goes one season to him being Saul. Oh, okay. Right. I mean. It may end with him picking up Saul in, in the first season, but... Oh, okay, it, so you think is, second season will be him starting to well, do... Well, I, I just... I think that you're telling a story, right? And so you can't end the story four or five episodes in and then just have it be the adventures of Saul Goodman. It, uh, you need more Jimmy McGill. Yeah, it... it, it Vince Vince Gilligan he, is not writing he procedural has, here. He's writing... He's, he's writing very much... He's very much a storyteller. I, I hear you, I hear you. But, I mean... Jimmy has the juice right now, right? You know, he knows they have the cash. Well, he's, he's, got, I mean, he's a smart guy. He, he's going to parlay that, you know. Right. And what's he going to parlay it into is the question. Yeah, I mean, the, there's going to be ups and downs in the story. I don't think that – I think it's too easy for this to be the score that turns him into what he is. He has to go th- – because he's still – he still has, you know, the, that ethical component to him that Saul Goodman does not, or at least, you know, does he? I mean, yeah, he absolutely does. He's he's a better person in this you know, at this point than he uh, will be. I think he's only doing the public defender stuff because it's a guaranteed paycheck. I mean, he's only doing yes, but he's still. Doing it as opposed to finding ways to uh, exploit, like he's not—he's he's not outright exploiting his brother. As opposed to, I think that's what he ultimately will be doing. You know, I mean, he—he—he—he's trying to. He's not—he's not very successful at. It. He needs to learn how to be successful at exploiting. So this, I, I think that's really the story that needs to be told. Is, is how, uh, in, in the same way that Breaking Bad was, how you turn. As as Vincent said, Mister Chips into Scarface is it, how do you turn the idealistic but still um, the somewhat idealistic but still uh, 
still inclined still, opportunity. Yeah, still still opportunist lawyer into the absolute opportunist that Saul Goodman was. The the person who who is so completely uh who so who saw through every law thing as opposed to the person who tried to abide by it as much as he could. Uh, you know, it, I'm kind of happy for Bob Odenkirk. Oh, I'm really you yeah. Know, because that looks like so much fun to play. You know, it looks like he's like, you know, he gets it's such a fun role yeah. that he gets to play. He gets the it's bees it's very juicy. It's very meaty. At the same time, it, it gives him an opportunity to both show off his dramatic chops and the comedy chops, which are a lot harder than the dramatic chops. You should always, always, it's important to always be. It, this needs to constantly be said, even though it is constantly said. But it needs to constantly be said. Comedy is the hard one. Comedy is always hard one. Hitting those beats right is much, Here's Johnny. <laughs> is much harder than doing the dramatic beats. The dramatic beats give there there's so much more leeway mm-hmm. than there is in the comedy beats. Sure. So comedy's the hard one and Odenkirk is a guy who who has been doing comedy for, you know, 25, 30 years. I remember watching him in the Ben Stiller show. He is he's a funny funny guy. He he was he's a funny writer, he's a funny actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh hopefully people keep watching it and and yeah. The only fun. problem with comedic actors sometimes is that they try too hard. Because that's what comedy is. Comedy is always about you have to overdo it for comedy. You you have to oversell. Well, the anything, question is, how if, much if, do you oversell? If anything, Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman, is written for trying too hard. The, the character tries too hard. Well, I don't mean I don't mean that quite in the sense. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at like other comedic actors that have, have gone into drama, and a lot of them have done very very well. I mean, you have your Robin Williams, you have your, uh, um, I mean, you know, you can you can name a whole bunch of them. Uh, your Woody Allen's, your. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking because there are tons of them. Right. But the one I'm thinking of that that kind of sort of doesn't always do it right is Jim Carrey. I think he goes overboard on the drama. He he oversells the drama when at least in the in, the, in what I've seen him do. Truman Show, Man on the Moon, he kind of oversells the drama. Well, Man on the Moon was. Hard one to, it, it is hard to do an Andy Kaufman story, not, and I'm also not a huge Andy Kaufman fan. Even though I, I respect what Andy Kaufman did, but I don't necessarily find Andy Kaufman funny. In the same way that I respect what Bill Hicks did, I don't necessarily find Bill Hicks funny. So it's it's a it's it's a weird thing. But yeah, I don't know if Jim Carrey ever really. I mean, I think one of Jim Carrey's best performances was actually in one of his most derided movies, but shouldn't be, which was The Cable Guy. I thought he was great in that as a kind of psycho. He really, he played that well. I'll have to watch this one again, but a movie that I always liked, and I haven't seen it in a long time now, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I have not, I, that's one on my list to keep, to, to try to watch. I liked I think, it. I mean, I have it on, had it on DVD, it's, it's ripped into my, you know, video system now, and... 
I, I like Kate, Kate Winslet. She's always. I haven't good. watched it in quite a while, but I, I, when that movie came out and I first watched it, I remember watching it like four times. You know, really, I really thought it was a good movie. I've always wanted to like help her. Kate Winslet. Yes, yeah. Yeah, always wanted good. to bone that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, but it's true, and that's always been like one of my. There's always been like a celebrity crush. IMDb gives it an eight point four. Oh, and and, and IMDb. I am. You're right. Sorry. Sorry for the wrong uh, inflection. <laughs> okay. What else do we have on this list of, uh, of stuff? Dude in Turkey smuggles a full case of beer into Did, a soccer match? You need to watch that. Well, I mean, I was hoping you would watch that before we went on the air. It's, uh, you know, Turkey is kind of a, uh, a Muslim country. Yeah, I think government's... Kind Muslim. of? I well, think but there's, they're, <laughs> they're not like... Lightly. There, there are other ethnicities. It's not Saudi Arabia. Ethnicities in yes, yeah, but it's there's, not Wahhabi. Right. There's a picture of a dude who gets stopped by security inside the gates at a soccer arena, and the security guy pulls twenty four beers off of him, like stashed in different pockets, and he was wearing like this bandolier vest thing. It, it's impressive the amount of beer that came off this guy's concealed. You know, this guy concealed. Can you imagine walking around with 24 bottles of beer hanging off your body and, like, concealing it? The weird thing is I kind of can. I kind of see doing that and figuring out ways to do it so it's, you're, you're, you're rather inconspicuous. The, 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 the other weird thing is I don't see why you'd want to. Well, but then again, we, live, we sell live, beer at Turkey. Yeah, I mean, we live in... in but... but tr- I guess you're sharing with your friends, but still, yeah. you're not yeah. gonna. If you have enough friends, I mean, if you have twelve friends, I guess if you don't have beer beers. that often, then it. it you if know. you have twelve friends, it's just two beers each. There's no way. He has right. twelve friends. No, there's yeah, there's no way of splitting that between twelve friends. Splitting it between four or five because. Yeah. yeah, could be. I mean, they're they're not bringing like. A cop slam in there, right? I mean, they're no, <laughs> he's bringing no, Budweiser it's, or something. It's turkey national right, beer. Yeah. It's a fun video to watch. You can search for that one online. Marvel plus Spider-Man. Huh? Yes, Marvel plus Spider-Man. So, did you read anything about this? I you know saw this? that they, you know this? they reunited the two universes, right? Because someone else had the rights to Spider-Man. Sony had the right to Spider-Man. And Sony kept trying to reboot Spider-Man. They did the Tommy Maguire, and those were pretty successful. Then they did the uh, the new ones. Um, I forget who the guy was. He was in the social network, but the, the girl was Emma Stone. And they were not... I mean, they were successful, but they certainly were not well regarded not Avengers successful right and there is always the question of because so Marvel doesn't have the rights for their cinematic universe the one that has Iron Man and Hulk and uh, and Thor and Captain America that one the one that we're all familiar with in Guardians of the Galaxy and whatever Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans Mm -hmm. and all the other stuff that they don't have the rights to Spider-Man, which is probably the most, you know, the biggest Marvel superhero. He's 
the Marvel equi- he's, he's not the equivalent in terms of powers, but he's the mar- in terms of in terms of selling power. He's the equivalent of, of Superman and or Batman. He probably fits on that way in the, in the DC realm. Um, they don't have the rights to the X Men. They don't have the rights to the Fantastic Four. They don't have the rights to Namor, who's more of a second-tier character. They don't have the rights to... But those... The, I mean, the big ones are Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Those are the ones that, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of think that it's good that they don't have the rights to, to X-Men because it would make the, the current Marvel Cinematic Universe more crowded and just a... Too many crossovers, yeah. right? Right, just just a, a big mess. As it is now, it's already getting pretty crowded. Now they've found a way. They they've Sony and Marvel and Disney really have come to an agreement to have a crossover to allow Spider Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and allow some Marvel Cinematic Universe characters into Spider Man. So and really, it's about sharing revenue. I mean, really, it's all about money, right? Okay, great. So now Spider. Okay, good. You get the really the more the most important character, the one that, that fits the most into the current uh, build up that they have. Right, Spider Man fits as a puzzle piece relatively easily into there. X Men doesn't. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four probably doesn't fit very well into what they've produced. It's harder to join a team to a team, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but I I can see Spider Man fits fitting in there. He probably won't. They may. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Spider Man appeared in like the, you know, one of the end uh, credit things on on Avengers: Age of Ultron, which is coming out relatively soon. I mean, I'm not a comic book geek. Ant Man yeah. is coming up, right? That's that's going to be the okay. Yeah, I don't even know who Ant Man is. I'm not a comic yeah. book geek. I, I understand all these comic book movies are just about getting box office revenue, right? So marquee names get. It's box not just revenue. that; it's that there's 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 fifty to seventy years, depending on where you look at it, of stories that are there. Some very good, some terrible, but they're all available to tell. And they don't take much adaptation to take these characters and, and put them into them. Right. And, I mean, you but, and, and you have rights to all those stories. But what I wanted to say is I have – I'm not saying I'm a typical moviegoer. I'm definitely not. I, I would see a Spider-Man movie. I would see an Avengers movie. I don't give two dicks about seeing Spider-Man in an Avengers movie. No. You don't, but would you, the next Captain America? Would you see? You'd see an Iron Man movie, right? You'd see Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, definitely see an Iron Man movie. Sure. Would you see? Would you see the next Captain America movie? It's, it's kind of iffy on you, right? The price I pay for movies, I would watch it, especially if Max was interested. Right, but I mean, it's still kind of iffy. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it, it, Captain America is. It's is, not my Christian. Hashtag not my Christian. You're more interested in Iron Man than you are in Captain America. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. But what's, yeah, I mean, because Iron Man's snarky and sarcastic. What's and, going to happen, and what is almost it was definitely going to happen, at least in what they've released, is that the next Captain America movie is going to be Captain America and Iron Man together. So you're going to have a character that you're going to want to see, and the the 
the storyline they're pulling from to populate that story in that movie, Spider-Man was a big part of. How hard is it to adapt Spider-Man out and put in the Hulk, though? I mean, is it really that hard? Yes. There's a reason. The reason is, in all of the Marvel movies, every single one of them, there are no secret identities. Spider-Man's the only person with a secret identity. It plays a role in the storyline they're going to be telling in the next... Uh, in At least in, in the comic book version of what they told, secret identities plays a role. Okay. So, since Iron Man is not a secret identity, since none of these guys have secret identities... But Spider-Man does that. That's a factor that's different. Okay, sure. I mean, they've rebooted enough already. Why couldn't they just reboot Hawkeye to have a secret identity? You know. Well, because Marvel is right now. They're not about rebooting. Right now, they're about continuing on the level. And and what's going to happen? And I think their plan is. Look, these actors are signed to contracts, and they can't keep these actors forever for monetary reasons and or you know, they get too old to play, whatever. But they can keep subbing in new superheroes and see how they do and then put them together in oh, new sure. Avengers. Right? The whole thing about the Avengers is it's a, com- it's a combination of the guys who work, the, 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 the guys who, they, who, who will sell, not necessarily the combination of uh, everyone's favorite. It's just a combination of, you know, we'll get the, the things that work together. So the Avengers can change all the time so you can have these separate stories and then bring them all together for a big thing and 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 that's the marvel plan is that you know iron man and captain america will fade away but new superheroes will come in their place and then they'll be an avengers of those and it's a reasonable idea i don't know how well it will work but it goes back to you know it goes back to the old movie telling things of serials right i mean the flash gordon so the Iron Man, the current iteration of Iron Man, is such a cool character, right? Very likable, sarcastic. Everyone, you know, it's very. And, and who's the actor who plays him? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. That's right. There was something about a contract dispute about him not too long ago, right? There was some. I don't think it ever really got to the point where it was anything beyond rumors and okay. various things. But well, what I'm saying is. So say you're in the studio, right? And your job was to figure out how to make Iron Man work post Robert Downey Jr. Or well, do, you, do you have to kill him, you know, or or fade him out, you know? Because Iron Man, uh, the character Iron Man is 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 too associated with Robert Downey Jr. to to bring in a new Iron Man like that is not going to work. But if you play it out as, um. Handing off, the torch. handing off the torch or just play out the character and another character takes that place, you can do that. And Marvel certainly has a wide range of characters they could throw in that place. And if you get the right actor for it, mm-hmm. who cares? I mean, who thought a talking raccoon would work? <laughs> oh, you know, it, it's so funny because I saw the first trailer. No, no, no. My first experience with the Guardians of the Galaxy, 
was a book that Max got, a level one reader book. So yeah. the story is very shallow, right? And it's these level these book reader books that Max has does not have the likeness of the movie characters. It has the likeness, I presume, of the comic book characters. Mm-hmm. Star Lord is very different, right? Rocket is similar. Groot is similar. They're all, from what I understand, I never really read the book, but from what I understand, they're all very different from their movie characters. All of them. Their movie character, their, yeah. their, their book characters are, are much different than what, I mean, because they turned, the movie was more like, what if Star, what if you made Star Wars, but every character was Han Solo? That was really what the movie was about, as opposed to, right, right. As, as opposed to. Yeah. I mean, Star Lord is his backstory is different. Yeah. His outfit is spandex. He has more supernatural powers. And now, this is not me reading Guardians of the Galaxy comic books. This is me reading a level one reader version of mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy to Max and uh, Gamora is a lot colder and deadlier than she is in the movie Drax Drax is probably the closest him and Groot are probably the closest to to the movie in this in these books but the characters aren't very well established in a level one reader book and and, and Rocket Rocket's a little bit different I think but not too much but yeah, Star-Lord is is very, 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 very different. different. Yeah. He has superpowers in this book. A lot, a lot smarter, a lot more aware of what's going on. He's more of a he's more of a Captain America of the space. And from what I understand. With a little bit of a... Of a yeah. He's more of an Iron Man in space. I don't know. It's he, No, I, I think he has a little bit of Superman in him. Uh, I mean, not strength, but other abilities. Where... In the movie, he is just a sharp hustler. Right. Right. All right. On another subject, I put composition of the human body. I want to talk about this because we talked before about uh, the most abundant metal in the human body and how it's kind of a trick question because people think, oh, I've heard of one metal in the human body. That's It's obvious. It's iron. But... <coughs> Most abundant metal in the human body is iron. <laughs> it's in the form of a salt. Calcium. Calcium is correct. <coughs> Excuse me. Itch in my throat. Makes up about. Uh... Oh my god. Oh my goodness! You okay over there, buddy? Oh boy, point zero one four percent of the human body. Hold on. Let's pause. Let's Greg recover from this. This might be the last moment of Craft Beer Radio ever. All right, we're back, and Greg is still alive. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's a very small percent calcium, but you would think iron is next, but no. No, no, no. Well, I mean, so people don't think of calcium as a metal, right? right? It seems like a mineral right. or something. Metals are over here. Like, I'm going to do some very, something very visual for Greg, but he'll get it, right? I'll even do it mirror. Calcium's over here. Metals are down here in the periodic table, right? Uh-huh. And then 
Sodium is back over here. So I would say sodium is probably the next thing. Sodium is not the next thing, uh-huh. but it is more prevalent than iron. Okay. The next thing is phosphorus. Organic. Next thing is potassium, a metal. Yeah, I was thinking potassium would probably end up in there. I would have put sodium way over potassium, though. No, nah, well, sodium, uh, sulfur is after potassium. And then sodium. Then chlorine. Then magnesium. You're certainly not going to think that's not a metal. Yeah. That is certainly a metal. And then iron. So it goes oxygen, carbon. That makes sense, water. Manganese is a metal too, right? Manganese? That's way, way down. Oh, okay. Okay. So oxygen and carbon makes sense. Those are the... Magnesium is probably the the strangest one. I'm surprised there's such a high percentage. This is in terms of fraction of mass. So let me well, do sure, it. Well, sure, but I'm of... surprised magnesium is that high up. I would have expected many other things. Okay, so in terms of uh, fraction of mass. So oxygen... are we still talking about metals or any element? Any element. Okay. I'm trying to find what's the best way atomic percent, mass, or fraction of mass? Fraction of mass, probably, because that, that, that's the fraction. That, well, but, but, that would be the number of atoms? Not necessarily. That, that's the fraction of you that has that, mat, that, that, that mass. Okay. You know, probably the best way to do it, and you probably don't have the number available, is the number of atoms, right? Just count every atom equal. Atomic percent. Okay, yeah, that would be it. Okay, so atomic percent hydrogen. Makes sense. Very light. What's the number? Water. Right? So it's 62%. 62% of you is hydrogen. 60. 24% of you is oxygen. So if 60... That makes sense because most of you is yeah. water. So that means 24% of you is water. 62% of you is hydrogen. 24% of you is oxygen. That means that 86% of you is water. Roughly. I mean, you spread the hydrogen somewhere. Well, no, because... Oh. Yeah, I'm messing up my calculations. I was saying there's one oxygen per water molecule, so there would be one for for 20... But not all the oxygen is tied up in water molecules. Right, and not all the hydrogen is tied up, tied up in water molecules either. Yeah. But roughly speaking, yeah, you're mostly hydrogen based on atomic percentage. That's because of water. What? So... You might not have the answer available. My next question is, what part of hydrogen is in you that is not water? Right? Don't know. Yeah. But that's the question. I I assume lots of sugars, right? There's going to be lots of sugars. Yeah, yeah. Lots of acids with hydroxyl groups. So Water is probably still a crazy majority of those. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just asking questions. I don't expect your answer. Right? <laughs> you just asking. You're, no. you're you're jagoffing. Is what you're doing? No, no. I'm saying here is my thought process. No, no, no. No, I, I get it. No, you're you're right. What what part of you? What part of the hydrogen is not a part of water? I would guess a negligible amount compared to what's the water the, the, the water that's in you. But sh- certainly sugars, uh, acids, proteins. The hydrogen's all over the place. Mm-hmm. 
oxygen, probably less so. I mean, there's more of the, uh, any acid will certainly have hydroxyl group in it, but most of that oxygen is probably tied up in water. Next, of course, is going to be carbon. Carbon, basically, you know, all your carbon chains, all your proteins, everything, carbon, 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 carbon. Next, nitrogen, DNA, right. amino acids, nitrogen, big part of it. Next, calcium, bones, mostly, for the most part. And then then we get into the interesting stuff. So the next would be most of you, mostly because of DNA, uh, phosphorus. Then uh, other, then the next thing is, I think, more amino acids type thing, sulfur. Then sodium, which has to do with ATP, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. The ATP process, sodium. Then uh, potassium also can be involved in that process. Chlorine, magnesium, silicon, fluorine, and then iron. At point zero 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 six seven percent. That's kind of crazy. It isn't if you understand the hemoglobin. I know that, but like, look at. I mean, just. From a gut feel, the amount of milligrams of iron in your diet and, and all that stuff, right? It seems. But remember, you're talking about milligrams, and you weigh, you know, you weigh kilograms, macrograms, yeah, yeah. So you're, yeah. So then we go down to zinc, rubidium, strontium. So now we're starting to get. We actually get into like actual. Actinize and lanthanides, right? <laughs> Bromide, then aluminum, copper, lead, cadmium, boron, and then finally manganese. Like, what does cadmium do to your do in your body, which is not a? They say they don't really know. They say okay. uh, it really doesn't significantly uh, uh, seem to contribute to your health. Neither with lead, uh, neither does aluminum. Copper does. Copper is good for certain proteins, but aluminum, no. Uh, oh, everything down to aluminum, everything down to down to bromine seems seems to be possibly yes useful in human life. And then it gets aluminum is no. Copper yes. Lead no. Cadmium no. Boron, they think probably. Manganese, they think possibly. Or they think uh, MnSOD. I don't even know what that That's, is. It's interesting. Manganese, manganese is so low because it's in like all the dietary supplements. Everyone, nickel, lithium, barium, iodine, tin, zirconium, gold. Yeah, we got a little bit of gold in you. I mean, it's so unreactive that you can just pick it up in in dust, and it probably is in you somewhere. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of another question I'm thinking about here is how much of this is. Uh, a functional requirement via evolution, and how much of it is vestigial, right? Well, Where below just... that, we have cobalt, which seems to be part of B12. Uh, cesium, no. Arsenic, we think yes. We think that arsenic plays a role. In large amounts, toxic, but in small amounts, we think it plays a role. Or they think it plays a role, according to the Wikipedia page. Mercury, we, we're certain that's bad. Uh, chromium, not confirmed, but we think it does. Selenium, apparently it does. Molybdenum, 
apparently does in the Malabendium oxotransferases and the xanthonite oxidase and the sulfite oxidase. No idea what those are. No, not into biological science. I'm sure very molybdenum or yeah, whatever you said sounds sounds bad. Sounds like you don't want any of that, didn't you? Then beryllium, just non-reactive, so no. Uh, vanadium, it suggested possibly be a growth factor, and then we get into a whole bunch of no's: uranium, radium, niobium, lanthium, lanthanum, cerium, ti- titanium, tellurium, antimony, silver. Germanium, gallium, yttrium, bismuth, allium, etc., etc. It just goes down and down and down. Down to polonium, which uh very, very, very toxic. Yeah. I just got a tweet from Gro- Grucho. I think you and I are the only ones who care about the rap battle. Don't worry, revenge has been ordered. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so we're gonna have to. Comp- so we need to compare notes about this. What can we? What can we say about the beer report that is both, you know, kind of an insult but not really? Because I mean, you know, well, you know, I we, don't, I, we, we like him, so we don't want to. Well, I like, already did the kind of insult. You know, I yeah. was actually thinking about when I do the next rebuttal to praise the hell out of them. Kind of flip it upside down. See, I, I would maybe flip it in a different direction. Be like, instead of that, be just like really hacky jokes. Like the beer report, more like the schmear report. <laughs> oh, you can't say queer report. Never mind. No, that's too far. You could just do yeah, very punny, ridiculous yeah. things. I think it would also be fun just to like Groucho's been sitting too long on the couchcho, and uh <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to actually write some rhyming lyrics, right, you know yeah. for the previous one, I just gave him bullet points, and yeah. I, I basically told the guy this is just a fun fake rap battle, just have fun with it. Here's the bullet points, yeah. right, so <laughs> uh rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> what we can do is be like we could even we could twist it on, on another we could go super meta with it and be like yo rap battle beer report versus craft radio rap battle rap battle rap battle rap battle rap battle <laughs> rap battle yeah and then a couple iterations rap battle rap battle rap battle <laughs> a couple iterations down the road instead of using five we'll just do it ourselves right <laughs> <laughs> super shitty rap <laughs> Do you want to try the dragon fruit before we leave? Yeah, sure. I, I think we should wrap this up and just eat some dragon fruit. Because okay. no, no one likes the... That's true. Anyway, so... Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody.